and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week, we've got Stu Hall. Yay! And we've got Alex Moore. Afternoon, or hello. <laughs> How are we all doing? Evening. Evening. Good evening. Morning, evening. Good, good, good. Uh, so, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the uh, games against Rotherham, Crawley, we're going to preview the game at the weekend. But first, let's talk about TV games, gentlemen. TV games for October. We have them, and there's four of them. It's glorious. Yes. What do we think, firstly? Who's got the... Oh, so I get the list up firstly. That would help, wouldn't it? The best part about it, they're still Saturdays, and they don't mess about completely with it all. They're not put on Sunday morning or anything like that nonsense, or Friday night. Friday night home games, I don't mind too much. Yeah. But the um, Villa moving to half five is going to be interesting. I'm amazed the police have even allowed that to happen, considering what's happened before with Blues and stuff. But not yet. Mm. But you think it's still... We're still a month away. Is it a month or just over two months away? October, so all it all it takes is for us to be round about the same kind of place in the table and they've got no their little faux rivalry with Albion that they built up over the last few years. Uh, well the games in question, uh Norwich has gone to half five kickoff, Villa away is a half five kickoff, Blackburn away is a half five kickoff, and Derby at home um is a half twelve kickoff. Again. Yes. When was the last time we played Derby at home that wasn't half twelve? Uh, an be... evening, a couple of years ago. Oh, you know what I mean. It's got, it's got to be a few years. Oh, you mean in general we yeah, haven't? we ain't played them at three o'clock for ages. <laughs> I don't know these things anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. So, any other thoughts on those games? I'm padding time here. Not really. <laughs> no? no? Okay. Uh, let's talk about the, the other talking point then. Uh, Jess Moxley. Of course, officially he's left his role now at Wolves. He's now joined Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Norwich City officially is their new chief exec. Um, we haven't really talked about it the last few weeks because he's still been part of the club. But what do we think in general of Moxie's departure? Happy, sad? What do we all think? I think it, for the good of everyone, it probably had to happen, really. Um, considering he was the pantomime villain and the, there's a lot of people who down the Poulets and the Collier and different pubs that are drinking... All said the same that they're not going to get a season ticket. They're not going to spend any more, spend any more money until Moxie and Morgan have gone. And Morgan went, and they were still adamantly sitting there on their on their stools with Big Jenk saying, "Nope, not going, not going anywhere." Moxie's left. Three of them bought season tickets. They're there Saturday. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's one of them. Yeah, fair play for sticking to their guns. But I mean, personally, I ain't. I got nothing against him. He was yeah. a Glorified financial advisor. Yeah, um, he was a businessman, wasn't he? Yeah, at the end he, of the day, he did what he was told. His PR was absolutely shocking. I think that's that's by the by the some of the things that he said, some of the things that like giving the South Bank away. He could have tried harder with the police with that one. But for me, I, it's just a sweep of the broom. The whole yeah. whole new regime, change everything. I can see why when they said give it the three months transition phase. Would have been a good idea, yeah, but yeah. with the the new, did you talk about the restructure and everything last week? No, because I think it all happens in between. We can talk about that in a sec. But Alex, your thoughts on your favourite man, Jason Moxie? Yeah, I don't I, know whether I don't know whether we even said he was your favourite man before. I, I didn't really mind him, to be honest. I, th- I know a lot of people do sort of hate him, but I think you've got to thank him that we're not in the position of some teams like, for instance, Portsmouth, maybe. Bolton there, there in like was it, hundred and eighty-two millions worth of debt and so on and so on. But um, 
And that, that was one of the reasons that Fawson said that they yeah. took over because we were on a steady footing and it yeah. was were to be. I think we have got to thank him in some aspects. I mean, we probably wouldn't be in this financial glorious financial situation <laughs> now if it wasn't for him and he hadn't steadied the ship for but, but a number he, of years. He's put the club in a he put the club in a very attractive position to be bought. And that's all, yeah. he, all he was asked to do, and he did his job in that regard. But it was from from a business point of view, he was absolutely superb. But from the footballing side of things, and his relationship with the fans, not a lot of fans, not mm. not all, yeah. but a lot of fans, it was best all round for him to leave. After I mean, there ain't many CEOs of any big company that lasts for sixteen years in, in that role. Well, Jeff, Jeff, good old Jeff, he wanted him to stay. He wanted him to still be chief exec. So they must have seen something you need well, for him to stay. He wouldn't be appointed on the FA board, would he, if he was a yeah. if he was a Schuster or anything like that. So his reputation in the game, I mean, he won, did he win CEO of the year? Was that last year? I think so. Yeah, he did. Wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, from everyone else's point of view, you think, well, he's the best CEO in the game. Then fine, but I think he, his bridges have been burnt with so many people here and so many fans. Have, he was the scapegoat. He was the villain. Yeah, he had to go really in the end, and but fair play, he did his job, and we are where we are now, bec- kind of because of him as well. So right. we're, we're we're in a studio this week. It might actually sound quite audible the podcast this week, <laughs> but it means we've got access to a computer, so I can find things out. So I'm trying to get the the structure chart up. Um, Alex, how do you think he'll be remembered? Desmoxer, um, I think he'll be pretty much hated by <laughs> by by the fans who didn't really realise what he'd done. I think a lot of fans were kind of. Angry about him not being so ambitious, so to yeah. speak. And when you look at the likes of Derby, who've spent was it like twenty five million last year, twenty million the season before, and look at the situation they're in, they're now as they're nowhere near bit, as better off as us now. They're just spending a lot more money on bang average championship players. Doing the walls of the nineties. Yeah, pretty much. So, in that aspect, you've got to respect him for what he has done. And like I just said, we won't be in this financial situation now, but. I think a lot of people will dislike him. A lot of people do hate him already for not being so ambitious, if you want to put it that way. I but think. Do you think people are appreciating more in the years to come? It's going to, like I said, on the um, or perhaps look at him differently in years. Yeah, to come. I think where I said a couple of weeks ago on the um, on the the interim <laughs> pre-season fancast yeah. about the um, what how Steve Morgan's going to be looked back on, on in the future. It's going to depend on how well Fausen have done with us. And if if everything's gone well, and we don't get in any any peril or anything like that, then I don't think Moxie's, the opinion of Mox is going to change. I think it's mm. only going to change with people if this all goes tits up mm. and bad things happen, like with the Venkies and all that kind of thing. That's when people think, well, Moxie wasn't that bad after all. But I think if, if everything goes swimmingly well, he'll just continue to be hated yeah. forever. And uh, we'll see what happens at Norwich. I can't. I'm trying to find the exact quote online, but he had his first press conference as Norwich uh, chairman, and the press made it out as if he says, has said, we need to sell players. He didn't actually kind of say that. He almost said, we need to strengthen the squad, we might need to get rid of people as well. But the press jumped on it straight away as Moxie says, we need to sell players, and I think apparently a lot of Norwich fans were quite unhappy. I think when, um, when he got announced, a lot of Norwich fans were sort of, if you re- read their Twitter feed and so on, you read the comments... A lot of people were asking, well, who's he, who's he? And a lot, some of them were, like, somebody who's held Wolves back for 10, 15 years, and, like, a lot of Wolves fans were jumping Really on. selling it. Yeah, Really selling it, yeah. Like, 
some someone who's destroyed our club and so on and so on and so on. So, but at the same time, that happened when when he came here sixteen years ago, and all the not so much on Twitter because he didn't exist, but on forums and things and the early Geo sites and stuff like that. All the Stoke fans were all slagging him off, saying about how terrible everything was, and the front of stadium in Meccano set on top of a hill that's windy all the time. But since he's left them, look at the situation. In they've gone on to better things. They've got sold, and look at them now. So who's to say that he's he's steadied the ship here? He's kept things tight, done as he was told, left. Who says we can't be like Stoke? Proofs in the pudding. Exactly. Proofs in the pudding. Right, the new uh, organisational structure. We're going very structurally here on Fancast. We're being really proper. Um, <laughs> here. Are, uh, so since Mox is gone, they've basically split Mox's role into two, footballing side and kind of commercial side. So Kevin Thelwell, we'll talk about in a sec, has been uh, promoted to sporting director. Laurie, Dor- oh, I can't pronounce it, I do apologise. Laurie, you've been appointed, appointed <laughs> to managing director. Um and obviously we've got uh, Zenger in charge and his new assistant. Do anyone know his assistant? Oh, not Booty Call. Not Booty, one. no. No Booty O'Serial. He's a head of football. He, no, he's a um, team operations um, manager, is he? Team operations manager? What is that? <sighs> Some kind of... Team general manager. He's team general manager, isn't he? he used so, to, uh, like Vince McMahon? He used to, yeah, <laughs> basically. He used to be the uh, assistant technical director at Monaco and the press and team manager at Inter Milan. High caliber. There, um, so yeah, so he's like a di- director of football, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So, and I think Jeff Shee's a director now, and some he's a Wolves board director now. Sorry, I'm just reading this off the website. Yeah. This is so uh, kind of planned in advance. Uh, but Kevin Thelwell, he's staying. And he's got a, a promotion. It's unbelievable. It really you is. W- you would have thought he would have been one of the people out the door. But then, if you, if you look at Wolves' recruitment record on balance. Is it all negative? Surely it's got to be half and half. Well, you got no one knows what the budget's been set mm. to, so all this nonsense of George Savile or Alex or whoever he is this week, um, bringing in players like George Savile for a million quid, you're thinking, well, if we've only got a million or 1.2 to spend, that, then that's the best we can hope for. And Obviously, like when you play football manager, you, you make your wish list. And then when you get a bit of money and the TV deal comes in at the start of the year and you look who you can afford to buy and you yep. approach them, who's to say that, like Bud Varson, the new hero, who's ah, he don't he don't seem hero. like um, a Mendes kind of player. No. That's that seems like a farewell player. Yeah. And if that is the case, then bravo because that guy looks superb after mm. the first team games. I saw. So, um, sorry to put in. But I saw. How him, dare oh. you? How dare you? It's because we've got headphones now. Yeah. Feel proper. You've got, your, you've got your own microphone, which <laughs> means that oh, Alex is just gonna just become a diva now. Anyway, I saw somebody call Bod Varson a cult hero after two games. Um, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? The Icelandic prince is dead. Long <laughs> live the Icelandic prince. <laughs> Number two. Yeah. He is our new saviour. Look how happy you are. Look at that smile on your face. Look at that. Look, 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 when he look. came, when he came on last night. I had a massive grin on my face because yeah. he's just brilliant. Everything about him is just brilliant. We'll talk about Crawley as well because we need to talk about the Icelandic clap as well. Uh, but yes, yeah, and the cream that goes with it. Yes. Um, so uh, Southwell staying. He's uh, so yeah. That's a directional change. Uh, we, we don't really talk about organisational structures. It's not our thing, is it? It's a proper political thing. <laughs> I'm going to butt in again. Sorry. <gasps> oh, um, butt in again. He was um, the 2009-2010 end of season awards at the Telford International Centre. And me and my dad, had just, we just arrived in the car park and Thelwell was walking in front of us. 
And obviously, my dad really didn't really know who he was because he hadn't been at the club long then, had he? He was an academy director then. Yeah, and my dad asked him, oh, "Mate, where do I park?" He asked Kevin Thelwell, "Mate, where can I park?" And Kevin Thelwell looked at my dad and he like, he just like shrugged his shoulders and walked off. <laughs> and I thought, I went, "Dad, I don't think he's the parking." <laughs> I, I don't think he works here. Did he have five vis on? No. He going on his bike. Kevin Thelwell, academy director slash parking attendant. It's, it's a lovely dual role. I think my dad wanted to throw his keys and send me the other valet now. <laughs> yeah. Park my car. Uh, so that's bit. Uh, before we get on to Rotherham properly, Taliska, Anderson Taliska. The rumor rumbles on. Um, what do we all think of this? Because I think it's baloney, baloney. Well, apparently we signed him as well. <laughs> yeah, he'll sign tomorrow when this podcast goes out. But I just, I this smacks of. Oh, I've signed for Liverpool. I did have an agreement with Wolves. But Liverpool came in How many second. times have we seen that in the last few years where he's been dead on signing for Wolves and at the last minute like he's suddenly, oh well, I'll go somewhere else. Because I know we've got all this money now, but it just it just seems too big of a player to come down to the Championship. You see a lot of like, transfer like rumours on Twitter as well. Apparently there's like clauses in his contract. If we don't go up this season, he can then get sold on yeah. in his contract I mean, and things like that. So, Which I can understand. If we're going to pay the money... That's been rumoured. Then I, I can understand that clause being in his contracts, but I did see a lot. Apparently, yesterday he was at a medical, and then apparently he put a picture on Instagram of his wife giving birth in hospital. He was doing Lisbon. medical. He was doing medical while his wife was giving birth <laughs> in New Cross on the treadmill. <laughs> it's all right, love. It's all right, love. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Well, things like that, all them clauses and stuff. If he can't get a work permit to play in the Premier League, and he has to have a year here, like when Man United used to send all them players to was it Denmark or somewhere? Like Royal Antwerp. Yeah, in yeah. Belgium. If it's one of them situations and he has to play in the championship for a year, he's, I don't think he's not going to play for Brazil, is he? So he's mm. not going to get a, a work permit that way. So from his point of view, you think, well, slum it for a year. We can sell. We don't make any, a loss on the on the price because if he gets sold, his price goes up. If we don't go up, we still get the same return. So it's a whatever between fifteen and twenty-one million gamble, whoever you believe. So we've, from that, we've got the money, we can just yeah. oh, fifteen from, million. It's nothing. Is from it? that point of view, it kind of does make a bit of sense. Yeah. Did you see the the, the rumor or the tweet earlier? Apparently, here we go. It's another rumor. Twitter rumor. Oh, you've got to believe them all. Oh, is it from Agent Dave? Who <laughs> is it, me? Yeah, did he, he tweeted you, didn't he? And then he deleted the tweet. Did he? Yeah, you went. No, I know everything. And then he went. No, Dave, I know everything. I didn't see that. Yeah, and then about three hours later, he deleted it. Oh, like, what? Well, maybe he doesn't know everything. Maybe it is me. <laughs> talking yeah. to yourself. Maybe it's you on Wolves Food as well. Yeah, well, maybe I've been setting up Luke Thompson all this time. <laughs> um, Goncalo Lopez, he's, got, he's verified on Twitter. So that oh, yeah. yeah, but any, anyone can get a verified account. I'm just going to put that out there now. Are you verified? No. Okay. The FA have just accepted Wolves' request to sign Taliska. The player is now arriving... F- for the work visa, he should arrive by the end of the week. But that is the same guy who put the um, the, the papers from Fausten and gone to the FA as well. Ah. So, maybe. Okay, okay, we'll see. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen why by this podcast comes out, because this chat will be completely irrelevant. And I'll be right. Yes, and you and will be right. And apparently the player should sign a four- to five-year contract with Wolves. Uh, Favourite Twitter rumour so far since the takeover? Because I've got mine, but what has everyone else got? That one, I think. That one. <laughs> Alex, have you got a good rumour that you know it's obviously not true, but you've just laughed at it? 
Wilfred Boney. Yeah, that was. Can you imagine? That was bizarre. No, there was another one today. Um, there was some. There was Nugent again today, but that wouldn't. That would be quite a good signing. I'd like that one. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing like the Crouch stuff. Someone like Crouch or Nugent, proven championship players. Peter Crouch doing the robot at Molyneux. Just the stuff of dreams, isn't it? Really. And I think big, big Zenger like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Could know. I, th- I think I think I think he'd approve. You think it. he'd start body popping with him? Yeah, I think he'd run up and just hug and <laughs> start do the robot together. I think he'd approve it. I saw a comment apparently um, when Croucher's at Compton. So when he says, "Oh, we were spotted at Crom- Compton, t- Compton today," but then he stretched and now he's in Manchester. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Alba Femi Martins. That's who I was thinking of. That's what I saw. Really? Yeah, someone had put yeah Alba Femi Martins um, from whichever club. Seattle Sounders, I think. Yeah, Seattle know. Sounders, and he left them six months ago. <laughs> Let's go straight into the weekend games. On Saturday, it was the opening game of the season. Wolves were away to Rotherham at the New York Stadium. Although it's not the is it sponsored New York Stadium? I said this last year. Do you remember? No, I don't. A Seal New York Stadium. I have learnt my lesson. <laughs> the, the sponsor's ACL, but it's called yeah. the New yeah, no York. Yeah. No one ever mentions it, do they? It's, it's, it's the fact they've put, well, I said last time, when they just put the letters on the wall. Yeah. This time, they've actually raised the letters away from the wall, and it's on a little white strip on the side of the stand. Yeah. But no one ever calls it the ACL. No one. Not even Sky, who, who call everything by their sponsored name. Customer feedback there for Paul Rotherham. Let's just think that in. Have they got a, a fan cast? I've, I've no idea. Let's get them to start one. <laughs> and we can have like a dual fan cast. Ro- the season. Rotherham A Seal fan yeah. cast. Um, so, um, first game of the season at Rotherham. Uh, it was really a tell of two halves. Rotherham took a 2 0 lead after half an hour. You thought, wow, this is what the new year is going to be. But a second half comeback, uh, initially from a goal from Alex's best mate, George Savile, and then a lovely goal from Bod Varson on his debut, gave Wolves a 2 all draw. Gentlemen, you were at the game for your an inaugural away day uh, fixture. What did you think of the game? I thought the first half was one of what, probably worse than any Jackie performance. I thought it was that bad. I thought we just took so long to settle into the game, and it was like watching men v boys. Like Rotherham pretty much played played us off the park. First twenty thirty minutes, we just looked lost. They didn't know what formation they were playing. They didn't know what tactics to be playing. Who was playing where? Like how they should be playing. It was just totally lost. And then obviously we scored the sloppy goal, and that was a bit bizarre. And then all of a sudden, Dominic Ioff, God knows why he got sent off. I think it was the referee must have thought he was last man. And then all of a sudden, we were the better team. So and we didn't we didn't win the appeal for the red no. card. But it's odd. I thought at the t- I thought at the time, well, as soon as he put it looked from where where I was in the corner, and from where I looked, I thought, oh, he's pulled him back here. And that was my first reaction. And I was in yards, hundred yards away, or wherever where the ref was. And we were up, I was up in the corner, and I, that was my first thought. Mm. So I thought, well, if the refs thought that as well, then he's got no choice but to send him off. But yeah, that that you, you are probably right about that. That was that was on a par with Brentford away. Mm. That first twenty twenty five minutes, and you could see that which Brentford because we lost four 0 and we lost three 0 and we were both the, the Mary Berry Brentford, the worst last one. seasons, last seasons, yes, the Mary Berry Brentford. The um, it's in fantastic. <laughs> no, it was. You can see that Zenger, he, he thought, well, there you go. This is the team that you, you're used to. You yeah. go out there, show me what you can do. And they, yet again, they fucked it all up. And mm-hmm. they were just terrible, all of them, every single one of them. I mean, the new prince, he had no he had no service. He was running around, but he, he, even then, they were getting in his way. <laughs> they were He couldn't pull any defenders away because they weren't doing anything. And it was just diabolical. Mm. And 
I don't know what the Rotherham defence were doing for the for Savile to round the keeper and score like that, but it was the same against Derby. It last... was a good play, though, I thought. The whole build-up play for yeah. Savile's goal was fantastic. And the acute angle that he had to score at was thought was quite good. But it, it was the same like when he scored against Derby, and I thought, oh, that's his reprieve now. Yeah. It, it was the same thing, because he was, he was the worst player on the pitch, by an absolute mile. Yeah, and you know, yeah. the, you know the worst thing that's happening for Wolves? Is that George Savile was scoring, Alex, isn't it? No, what, what was it I said against Derby? The worst thing he's ever done was score two goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was the worst thing a player's ever done is score goals. <laughs> to win us the it. game. But, yeah, I agree. With you. He probably was the worst player on the pitch. I mean, you could probably blame him for both of the goals, yeah. really. But uh, se- second half, then. Completely different. Tick Shearer, the dream boat of a footballer. <laughs> the dr- is that, that's his fan casting. Oh, oh, we'll talk about Crawley. We'll talk about Tick Shearer <laughs> and Crawley. The dream boat. Uh, he, oh, Oh, he can't or, shoot though, can or, he? Or, yeah, doesn't matter. What a man. What a <laughs> what man. What a man, what a man. <laughs> but Tixera, uh, and it was more Bob Varson obviously had a, a, uh, an okay first half, but this was the moment for Bob Varson and his wonder goal. But Tixera, different I, different gravy is what Alex called him on the Fancast DM group. I think he just offered something a little bit different. I think the three player in midfield, I don't think Lee Evans offers anything. I think he's. He's he's quite ineffective, really. I think he's just he doesn't necessarily offer although, anything. Although Lee Evans did have the best pass completion rate in the championship out of everyone yes, the weekend, eighty-five percent. Yeah, even though well, to be fair, you were right though because every single pass was two or three yards. It was. Yeah. Do you remember when it's if they all complete, that's what matters. <laughs> do you remember when Joe Allen, Joe Allen signed for Liverpool and then Alan Shearer made that comment? He says. He might have the best pass completion rate in the league, but he only passes sideways and backwards to five yards. Yeah. And that's sort of Lee Evans. He might have the best pass completion rate in England, but he can only pass to here from where that door is, which is from about, what, five metres away? And he can't tackle either. Yeah. And he can't so, tackle and he can't really shoot either. So. But he's, he's got he, nice he, hair. He tried th- he's got great hair. <laughs> he yeah. tried three of his uh, 40-yard wonder passes. Two of them went out to play <laughs> for a throw-in. Dear. But, he, yeah, Teixeira was... I said at the time he was a bit like he reminded me of Fernando Gomez with a bit of pace and mm. um, just his composure on the ball. But technically, I don't think we've had a player like that since Robbie Keane. He was that good. With I mean, that that one point where he um, he fell on the ball pretty he, much. He fell on the ball. There was four around him, and he still just stood up and got on with it. And then the ref could have fell in their favour because he still had the ball. Thought, oh well, he must have handballed it, and he hadn't. He was just brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but but it was a lovely goal from Bodvarsson near the end. Bodvarsson on his debut. Great debut, you would have thought. I think first half, like you say, he was pretty much like starved. Like he couldn't really do anything. He was starved out of the game. And then second half, again, where we went down to ten men, the, the formations changed, tactics changed a little bit. We sort of went to three four two, so to speak. Well, yeah, that was the thing because it, when we normally when teams lose a man, especially a defender, you think, oh no, t- we'll take a striker off, shut up shop, be defensive, and try and hit him on the break. Big zeng. Oh no, no. Let's just no, oh, it don't matter. Just attack, and you have got to applaud him for that because yeah. we've had we haven't had that for years. Even under Aaron McCarthy, we did it a couple of times. Um, when we had that bad a disciplinary record anyway over the last few mm. years, but to do that, something that bold in your first game, and to bring the subs on and just say, well, there you go, we'll change it then. And what he did last night as well. And fair play to him that the revolution has started. What I like of him so far, I know it's only two games, but he doesn't seem scared to make a change. Like, if you're not doing very well, but, he will take you off. But early days, Jacket, he did do that as well. Jacket wasn't afraid to make a change. But and then, he, just got, then he got to the point where he sort of like forgot the substitutes were there. Yeah, there was that, yeah. but 
Jackie did that early days as well. But he, uh, didn't, he didn't change tactics, though. That was the thing. He, in, under Jackie, we never had a plan B. It was always the same way. Mm. And then the plan B, the plan A turned shit, and then he couldn't change that. But under Zenga, it seems already that he's got a plan plan A. If it's not working, he will change it, and he'll bring, bring the players on to change for the formation and for the good of the team rather than for his ego, which his ego is massive as it is, and so far... He, I love the bloke already. <laughs> I know it's summer, but was anyone else disappointed that um, Zenga went for the traditional just T-shirt trousers trainers look? No what, kind what of suit. Want? Well, I wanted uh, maybe a hipster shirt, a pocket watch, a waistcoat. You know, I think that, that kind of look. There's that, there's that picture going around where he's wearing a baseball cap with a shirt. I was like, go for that. Come on. I think it, it works with him, though, because I, mean, I didn't realise until last night, it, looks like, it looked like he had skinny jeans on. And I know they they won. They were just the, the tracky trackies from the the overall outfit. But he's quite a svelte man mm. for the size of him, <laughs> and he wears it well. If so, you were a manager, what would you wear? Would you be full track suit, shorts? No, I'd be like suit. Not the suit. You kind of you hybrid between you be smart cash. So you might wear jeans and a jumper and a shirt and a jumper in the winter. Yeah, and a nice yeah. scarf around it. A Mancini look. That's what I go for. A scarf. Yeah. A snood. Yeah, not a snood, a scarf. <laughs> what happened to the snood? They got banned, didn't they? Yeah. Tempers kept wearing them. No, I don't mean on the pitch. I mean, in general, you ain't seen a snood for years. Bring back the snoods. <laughs> Let's have these. What would you be? I'd probably be... Full tracksuit. Yeah, I mean, I don't like wearing suits anyway. The manager's uh, got to be different to the players, though. The manager can't blend in with the players by having a Yeah, track but they're not suit. wearing a tracksuit, are they? They're, they're wearing shorts. On the, bench. on the bench, they are. Surely. Yeah, but they're, they're wearing luminous bibs as well. Looking like morons. <laughs> But we need to see where the subs are. <laughs> That's why they've, <laughs> they've got their own little area. What would you, what would you have, Alex? Then I'd probably be shorts and shorts, shirt, yeah, shorts. <laughs> shorts and all, a shirt all year round, whatever no matter the weather. Yeah. Um, so two all then against Rotherham. What were your overall thoughts of the game? I mean, it's a two-two draw at Rotherham under normal circumstances, you'd be pretty mad, and you think, well, they're one of the favourites to go down because they had no answer to us when we had ten men. They had nothing at all. Should we have won the game, actually? Probably. I mean, yeah. if if Mason had his shooting boots on at the end rather than kind of pass, passing it back to the keeper, we should have won that game. Mm. I think and Mason, like, he just didn't look like he was bothered. Like his body language was terrible on Saturday. Like he looked really uninterested. He just. Yeah, like he didn't want to be there. I don't know if anything's gone on, but I think he might be lost. I mean, it, it, what's he? What he? He came as a number ten. Jackie played him up, up, up top on his own as a nine, which he can't play. Then he tried to put him on the wing, which he can't play, and he's played out of position for six months. And you think, well, are you going to get yourself back to that? Like what happened to Doyle? Doyle was running to the ground with, under McCarthy in the end, and he was just wasted. But early Kevin Doyle was superb, so it, it might just be something like that. He, he needs his confidence back up. To play as in his actual position rather than being fucked around all over the place. Ah, uh, Kevin Doyle. What a man. Era. What a man. Era. There you go. Yeah. I do love Kevin Doyle, to be fair. He's <laughs> great. Someone loves Kevin Doyle even more than you, don't they? Who? Who? What? I d- the guy who was. Oh, yeah, apparently. Well, apparently. I did. We did see him. Uh, at, in the crowd at the Wolves, well, at Rotherham, in the Wolves' end, somebody had a Colorado Rapid shirt with Doyle on the back. <gasps> Magic. Continental fan. Do you reckon he was from Colorado, or he's a Wolves fan and he's gone to Colorado? I'd like to believe that he was from Colorado. Or he's just from Wolverhampton, he's bought a shirt from Colorado. Probably. Probably. Uh, oh, the other thing we need to mention about Rotherham is that the uh, the Grandmaster himself, Jack Gao Guangchang, hopefully I said that right, well, 
Guo, 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 Guo Guangchang style. Style, yeah. Uh, was in attendance. And George Mendes. And George Mendes. And Ronaldo said, it's just, it's still weird for me to say that the most powerful football agent in the world. Was at Rotherham. Was at Rotherham <laughs> Wolves, in, in, a Wolves, in a Wolves capacity. But yeah, the, uh, the, the you know, the head was... honcho, the, the, the big man was there. And uh, the Benfica chairman yeah, as well. Yeah, the Benfica chairman as well. So hopefully. We best play Benfica pre season in, in Lisbon. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese pre season tour as well. Ooh. What, with Albion and Villa? Yeah. yeah. Just like a mini tournament. Are we going to be in the International <laughs> Champions Cup next season? International yeah. Midlands Cup. Yeah. International Fancast? Ooh. Do mini podcasts around China? I like the sound of that. <laughs> what, what are you looking at me for? Because <laughs> you're the experience of what hardcore way <laughs> day. You, you will organise it. Okay. You will book all the flights, find all the accommodation, <laughs> the food... We, we, just, get, we need to get sponsorship for this. Yeah, so if you're listening and you like what we do, please give us some money. Basically, <laughs> that's what we're trying to ask for. Okay, let's move on to uh, Tuesday night then. Wolves actually made it past the first round of a good competition. Uh, 2-1 win against Leeds' Crawley Town at Molyneux. Uh, goals from Mason and Connor Cody gave Wolves a win. Uh, initial good start uh, with Mason's lucky goal. Crawley came back with a, a very nice header from a corner. And then in the second half, Wolves actually scored from a well-worked set-piece with Connor Cody heading near post and Wolves kind of ran the game out and won. What do we think of the game on Tuesday night, gentlemen? It was an entertaining EFL Cup game at Molyneux. And I, I, was I, don't, say that. I don't like the, that it's called the EFL Cup. Just bring back the sponsor cups already. Well, I don't, it, Let's call it the League Cup. Oh, the League Cup, the yeah. League Cup. <laughs> yeah, but that is the league now. It's EFL. Yeah, but, I know, but... I don't know. I, I kind of like it because it's like the, when the Premier League have said we don't need sponsors anymore. Even though you got companies saying, "Oh, we'll give you billions and billions," and say, it's "No, still it's the Barclays Premier League, isn't it?" No, no, it's no. officially just the Premier League. It's, just now. Pre- it's not even there. It's just Premier League. They Premier they want to brand themselves like like the NFL is just the NFL. They want the to MLS, be yeah, so MLS, to yeah. They, they want to be seen as a clean brand. I yeah. believe the term. Although is. the the pa- patches on the sleeves are terrible. They're like circles. Well, they are. They're, yeah, they're circles with just the lion head. But they ain't changed the font on the num- on the numbers. So you got last year's last year's line on the bottom of the number, and the new line on the, on the sleeve. It's all a bit of a mess. Mm. Anyway, but back to the game. AFL Cup. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was all. I mean, fair play to Crawley. Crawley played really well. Yeah, they were. I, I, thought, I was really impressed with Crawley, especially their wingers. Um, I forget the numbers on the back of the shirts, but their the wingers were fantastic. I don't, black numbers on a on a dark red shirt with little white dots in the middle. I've no idea who I couldn't read it. I, I know I had a few points in my eyes. They're the best, but why not have white numbers on a white mm. on a red shirt like everyone else does? Is I, I think the new the new numbers shirts are really really bad. I could barely read the Wolves numbers on Saturday, brother. Like I could, you can see the numbers fine, but the names you can't see at no, all. No, you can't. It's like re- reflective plastic, ain't rather than like felt like it has been. Um, yeah, the, the like it's, I remember in the in. The, the first time we had the Wolfhead shirt in 96, yeah. 97, and for the first four months of the season, we had white numbers on the back. And then they, they mm. changed it because no one could see it. It was like that. It was a waste of time. All right. Nonsense. But, yeah, Crawley played really well. I mean, they were, I don't think they're gonna be, we're going to face anyone as physical as them or as physical as they were to get away with that kind of thing in yeah. the championship because when, when Costa came on in the second half, and he, I don't know who he's still got a face left, <laughs> and he was brutally abused, yeah. and the ref just 
play on. Yeah. You can play on for things like that. Welcome to England, Costa. <laughs> Welcome but, to England. To be fair, I mean, he didn't take it though, did he? He just mm. got got back up. He didn't roll around on the floor and moan and like certain other people. But we we, we started so, off well. Um, Mason obviously got the goal, which it was lucky because I think was it was it Henry Wallace, or Wallace, Wallace on the wing yeah. who, who perhaps should have scored. Crawley came back into it, but then second half it was like kind of Rotherham from the start. Because Bod Varson came on. Yeah, yeah, basically. The, the daddy made the difference. Yeah. <laughs> daddy daycare. Yeah. But it was good. It, I, it was, I think the difference was then because he was he's big and physical. Mm. They couldn't do what they were doing in the first half and he was stretching them on his own. And so we had a bit more space. I mean, against Crawley, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous talking about space, but in the first half, I mean, Connor Cody's not a right back. Mm. I don't know why he's playing there. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why was Des Landers in, slightly injured or not? Why I don't get that because Des Landers was on the bench on Saturday. Hey, you might as well play Des Landers. Exactly, and then put Doherty a right back at right back instead of sort of like improvising. Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't really get it to be honest. He's still testing people out. I mean, uh, t- like testing out people to take free kicks as well. And yeah, Courtney, Courtney Hawes taking a free kick is. It would have been a magical moment if it went in, though. But it was the, I know he didn't go in. All the, <laughs> anyway, this yeah. probably happened at the end of training. He's probably scored a free kick. He's yeah. like, right, yeah. I'm having this. <laughs> well, you can see because it, 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 it didn't seem like a joke, did it? No, he, he actually he had like, a little run-up as well. Like It was like the uh, Italian player with the penalty. Zaza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, little, little, that's oh. brilliant, that is. What a cult hero that Halls would have become if he had scored that free kick. <laughs> what if it was like a bullet like rocketed into the top yeah. corner? like. Oh, just just walks off the pitch right in yeah. football. Shirt off, like, yeah. There are many defenders who take free kicks, is there? I mean, no. you think of one. Of, I mean, you think of keepers taking free kicks. Yeah, as in Roberto Carlos. He's not a keeper, is yeah, he? Yeah, but I'm just saying defender. <laughs> no, but I mean central <laughs> defender, the, the uncultured. Did an Albion? I know he's going off, but did an old was it Paul Clements who played for Albion for Left years? Back. <laughs> that was a shrug. A little yeah. shrug there for visual format. Shilavere for Paraguay. The keeper. Oh right, okay. He's got. I think I'm, he's. The, I'm not as cultured as you. Stu. No, I he was like. His names. I mean, he was Jose Luis Chilaver. Oh. He um. He's. I think he's the third record goal scorer for Paraguay, ever. All oh, right, okay. He, he, he used to take all the free kicks and score them. Brilliant. Good. Look, look, he was on Actua Soccer too. Someone tweet us those facts. <laughs> yeah, he's probably good really right. <laughs> Someone tweet us those facts to verify. Um, let's talk about my new favourite man, Texera. What a man. <sighs> I thought the first 30 minutes he was great. Yeah. And then he started shooting. But some of the play, it was just, oh. The play, I mean. I mean, baller isn't a word that you can even, <laughs> it's an understatement. To. What, what, I, I think the problem is, is because I think we we'll, we'll may summarise the end, is that it was Crawley Town. With all the respect to Crawley, it was Crawley Town. And we just about, got about just about beat a Crawley Town in the Cup. And Tick Shearer, when he's up against top quality championship sides, that's when we'll know whether he's a proper baller or not. I think what I liked was, well, for the first goal, he sort of played the through ball out to Wallace mm. on the right wing. And you know for a fact if that was the likes of Lee Evans, mm. he'd have probably controlled the ball and then stopped the run of play. But he just literally just poked his toe on but, it. Yeah, but Tick Shearer started that yeah. whole thing. I think he backheeled it to Price. Yeah. Price and played it back to him. Then he had the dive to... To push it onto Wallace, yeah. Push onto Wallace. I thought Price and Texera played quite well together. I think the difference. He could never be dropped. I mean, he should never be dropped anyway. At any point in <laughs> yeah. Wolves history, even he, even when he's seventy, even when he's bad, yeah, do never drop this player. I mean, he's just he's. It doesn't make any sense. We I mean, talked like, about Price or Texera. Uh, well, both of them now. But now Price. I mean, he's. 
obviously Zeng is figuring things yeah. out and he's giving them a chance. And I think that's probably why he played Cody at right back as well because he's played there in pre-season thinking, well, maybe maybe it's going to work as a as a last resource. But and it didn't work, so it probably will never happen again. But now Price, I thought last night was absolutely superb. Uh, he, he he lost the ball um, once then when they they ran through and should have probably scored. But apart from that, he was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Not as good as Teixeira though, who but. Uh, there was a touch of the early Ronaldo's about him at times, though. He was just what a man! I just think. what a man! But shooting though, in both in both oh, yeah. ways. Where when, he, when, he, when he came for the free kick, I thought this is a moment a legend would be born. You know what's happened in training? He scored. He shot. <laughs> he shot. He shot from about forty yards. He's gone in. And he's thought, right, these are not very good. I'm going to have loads of shots. Do you think he's like done a, a back heel free kick where he's put it up in the air, done it with his back heel from forty yards, and gone right? I'm on these lads. Like Dave Jones did against Stoke a few years, just picked oh, it up and bang. What a goal that was. And they just got Opening day. Yeah, and what? Um, I think we should now be calling Tixira, Tixira, Tixira. What? Tix- like Shakira, but oh, Tixira. That, no, that doesn't no, work. No, no I'm never no. singing again. That's what we learnt from that little two-second ep- two episode. I'm going to save that little clip. <laughs> that's a, that's a ringtone. Dave, Dave, do you remember this? You put it as a Twitter alert on the fancast yeah. group. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we we won for a change. Zenga's undefeated <laughs> as Wolves manager. It's great. It's but we're through to the next round. I think by the time you hear this, you will know who our next opponent be. And I believe Premier League clubs now coming to the, the second half, round. Yeah, yes. one's, one's not in you. All right. Okay. So with the teams that are perhaps available to play now, I think we're probably thinking of Premier League teams. Uh, who would you like to play in the second round? And hopefully one of us gets it right when you hear this podcast. So it sounds like we knew all along. Someone, as I always say, somewhere terrible. No, 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 no. Don't start us, not again. <laughs> again. Uh, somewhere terrible that we've never been before. Yeah. Just tick it off the list. So who, who is who is that? Who Who is that to tick off the list? Oxford. Oxford. Oh, I've, I've been to Oxford. Oh, yeah, but is it's there any, is there any, it doesn't count. Is does. there any way you've no. not been, Alex? I'm going it off my list. Now. Oh, he's got his little list. He's got his little list. Um, who's in the Premier League? That, who's in the low? Who's not in Europe? Uh, 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 it'd be Albion, maybe. Burnley, Albion, Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> it's going to be somewhere. Uh, uh, are Everton not in the Premier in Europe? No. Everton. Chelsea. Everton away. Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea yes. not in Europe. Clash yeah, of, but then clash of the financial heavyweights. Would, would it be like Solbakken when we played them away in, in the second yeah. round? Yeah, um, Everton away. I'll take Everton away. I've not been to Akronton Stanley. Who were they? Are they? Exactly. Yay! <laughs> we know things. <laughs> I've not been there, so I'm going there. Um, Cambridge United. I've not been there. They're through. Oh, Grimsby. Grimsby, oh yeah. fucking hell! Oh bloody hell! Grimsby. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> don't don't give me more work to edit out. Really? Should you? Come on. Exeter. I've not been there. Oh dear. There. Grimsby. <laughs> Put it back in. Um, Scunthorpe. I won't mind going there. On a Tuesday though. Mm. Yeah. Okay, we've decided Everton. Let's just decide. Yeah. That. Anyway, let's get let's get back to quality. Was there anybody else in particular that people thought played well? Didn't play well on Tuesday night. Costa. Costa. Yeah, we've. I think Costa. He's the fact that he wasn't scared to run at people after being completely flattened three times in the space of five minutes. I think it speaks volumes of him, especially if a lot of them. You look at him, he's quite slight, mm. and you think, well, they'll give him one knock. Oh, yeah, this is our league, don't mess with us, kind of thing. And I thought, oh, is it? 
compared to how I thought one thing I will say about James Henry though, it was unfortunate for him to come off since he was playing out of position. He was on the left and he's not he's never really played well there anyway. He's a right winger and that's all he is. He's not number ten and as Jackie tried to force him into. I thought it was a bit unfortunate since Wallace didn't really do that much more than him in the in the first place anyway, but I thought Costa was just a class above mm. both of them. Alex, anyone else particularly? I think Lee like? Evans didn't really play that well no. again. I, didn't, I don't see what he offers to the team, apart from nice hair. I mean, we, that's, I, all, that's all you yeah, need. It's nice hair. I, yeah. even, I said it down. I, I thought, oh, the return of Lee Evans, things are going to be different when he was one of yeah. Bradford's player of the year. I thought, well, clean slate. And it's exactly the same. Nothing's changed at all. He's still naive and he still gives away the ball when he tries to do something mm. ambitious. It's all right passing to each other like that, but when he throws something... That, I mean, Price actually going forward last night impressed me as well. I think if you look, a lot of Bradford's fans were saying about Levens, there were sort of mixed reviews. Some were saying, again, like you said, he's a bit big-headed, big comes into the team, tries the 40-yard-esque balls, and they don't really work. He's got that arrogance about him. Mm. And then some were quite pleased about him. Some have even said like, they'd like him to come back. So One player who I thought played well last night and was very unlucky not to score another one of Alex's favourites Bart I thought he did alright last night last night? yeah I thought he was very unlucky to score, not to score I thought, last night I thought he was atrocious really? I thought, him, I thought he did alright I thought Courtney Horse played there was one bit in the first half where he yeah, blatantly gave away nearly a one-on-one goal for Crawley but I thought he did alright last I night. thought last night if we, we'd Is be playing some... in the Champions League in two years time <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, thanks Luke Thompson for that We'd be play- if we'd been playing somewhere someone decent last night, I mean, his, his Achilles heel, yet again, a big ball over the top, mm. he struggled at least on four occasions again from just balls over the top. And you thought, oh, you start shifting around and you see things, oh, here we go, there's a goal. I mean, mm. Lonergan didn't cover himself in glory anyway with his kicking last night. I thought that was pretty mm. pathetic. Um, considering the, the keeper we had last year, oh, Emmy, <laughs> I miss him so. And... I don't think he played well at all. Do you not think he was unlucky not to score at least one of those two? One of them saved off the line, I think one. Oh, that, that, that save on the line was... Yeah. You know, it's fine if he... He always does well at that, but what, his actual job of defending... He's not very good. I thought he was dodgy as hell last night. And, he wasn't hmm. fantastic against Rotherham either, so... Well, Courtney, well, Courtney was, though, I against pre- Rotherham. I thought Courtney yeah, was Courtney had a really good game. Pursuit. Well, but, I've been proven wrong. But on the uh, case of Jose Luis Felix Chilever Gonzalez, yes. he scored... In his career, 46 goals from 622 appearances, club level. There is a goalkeeper who scored more than that. Eight in 74 for Paraguay. And tell us who that is, if you know Alex's riddle. Who is that goalkeeper that scored more than that particular player that Stu was talking when, about? Um, there was a, a comparison with this goalkeeper of the South American team. I don't know if it was him and Ebuleski. He'd scored more goals than <laughs> Uh Before we finish on Crawley, the Icelandic clap... What's your opinions? No. I loved it. Yeah, see, I, I, I think if we win a game or we score a late equaliser and the whole South Bank are doing it, it looks fantastic. Don't Otherwise, mind. don't do it in the middle of a game. I think, do it, but do it properly. But that's <laughs> that's what I liked about it, though, because they were, they went, people were trying it kind of like a in a walls way of not doing it properly and just doing <laughs> really fast and not letting it build up. Yeah. In a way, it was kind of modifying and it was like our own little thing towards him. It wasn't the exact thing that he did at, at the end on Saturday and at the end on Tuesday night. And from that point of view, I thought, well, actually, I ain't seen anyone else do that kind of thing. Mm. Like, there's some people like the, the, that 
that thing yeah. the, the corners, which is ridiculous. But that I kind of I liked it. I don't know why. Because no, normally I hate these kind of things. I just think right at the end of a game, if we've won and Bodvarsson leads at the whole South Bank, it will look it will yeah. look good. It'll look good. And, it, and if, if we've won, people will be more into it rather than, oh, no, don't do it. Don't. I think the, the problem's going to be when we do it, and it's been, if we've done it on Sky and when we've won, and then someone plays us and we've lost, and they're going to do it as a piss take. Yeah. That's when it's going to start getting a bit irritating. I've got a video on my phone of actual Icelandic people <laughs> doing it at the Euros in Nice, and they're doing it properly. So we just need to... Oh yeah, because a lot. This is Alex's first appearance on the podcast this season. Since, the Euros, yeah. Since Alex did his little mini tour of the Euros, um, briefly summing it up. It was good, but the football was rubbish. There we go. Briefly yeah, yeah. summed up. All right, let's move straight into the preview of the next game. Our first home league game of the season against Reading. Reading uh, won their first game of the season at the weekend, uh, 1-0 at home to Preston. They also won in the cup uh, this week, 2-0 at home to Plymouth. Yap Stam. Manager of Reading, a bit of a, uh, an odd choice there. Perhaps not as odd choice as Walter Zenger, of course. Uh, what do we? Th- I know it's early days. What do we think of Reading? Because they've always been that classic, classic mid-table team. It's going to be like the battle of the bald psychopaths on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are that's that's what the expression star will name it: the battle I'll, of the bald psychopaths. I wonder if Jeff Stanley. Um... That is the title of this week's podcast: <laughs> the battle <laughs> of the bald psychopaths. Yeah, that could be a, something to do with our receding hairlines. Mine is not yours. Yours is pretty all right. Mine? Yeah. For your age. I know, I'm only 22. I know, it's going. <laughs> Don't worry, the lad. Blooming <laughs> heck. Um, but but they're a classic middle lord team. We're not going to play the hoot that the royal song again that we keep playing every season. Oh, I was going to say, will the Japs appreciate the royal song? I think he'll be front and centre singing and <laughs> get it loud like a national anthem. Uh, but what do we think of of going into this game against Reading because this will be you would think more of a test for this side I think it depends on you think looking at last night and the team that finished with Costa Tashira Bavarsen Tashira Tashira it's not going to work <laughs> this is no, I'll, I'll, I'll get an audio clip and I'll okay. do it next time okay. um, if you have them and Price if you think of them and, and then someone else probably Henry or well, it might be Wallace, you don't know. Um, but if you've got them as an attacking attacking five with probably Mason as well, unless we sign someone in the meantime, mm. I don't think Reading can handle that. I don't think many teams in the in the league can handle that if what the early promise they've shown so far is anything to go by. So it's just it's the defence that's a worry. Yeah. And I offers back now because it was only a one-game ban anyway, so we've dodged the bullet with that one. Um, but you think who's going to... Is, if Silvio's all knackered, who's going to play left back? Mm. Is he going to be Doherty again? Because I don't think he he won that great. What do we think the starting lineup will be then on Saturday at the moment? Obviously, bar any signings, which I, I doubt. Q Taliska signing now. I've said that uh, this week. Alex, um, what would you go for? Your manager of Wolves now. Zenga's gone. Alex Wolves, the I'd official probably manager. Say the usual back four. Cause usual I don't, back I don't. four. And then I'd probably say. He plays like a, a mid, midfield three, and then he sort of plays with a holding defensive midfielder, which Lee Evans played mm. on Saturday, which was ridiculous. <laughs> I think if you're going to play somebody in that position, you, you're probably going to have to play Price. Yeah. And then probably, I'm going to hate saying this, George Savile left wing, <laughs> left side, 
and then Connor Cody right side. Ah, okay. And then are you, you, you... your front three is probably going to? I'll probably play a mix up between Wallace and Henry, Costa on the left, and then Bodvarsson up front. Oh, Mr. Tikshira. Oh, <gasps> how dare you, Mr. The yeah, you then you put Savile in. Yeah, yeah swap him You put Savile in ahead of Tikshira in your first goal. But it depends what middle three he plays. If he plays yeah. an attacking midfielder and then the two wide centre mids, Pretty... then I'd play Dave Edwards because Dave Edwards can only play that number 10 role. And then I'd probably put Price in. But he so. might not play for, uh, attacking three, like second half of Rotherham. He won an attacking three, it was yeah. more 4 4 2. And we were more. Considering. Uh, We've, when mm. we've played four four two in the last few years, it's been terrible and it's always failed. Mm. We we seem like like the way Leicester played a four four two more than anything else with a, more of a four four one one kind of thing. Yeah, if it's going to be like that, then but that's the thing though we've got we've actually got players who can play different positions. Yeah. I, and, w- I wonder if it's possible to play your usual back four, but you play a Price defensive midfielder, Texera, Edwards, and then the front three of. Henry Costa. I think uh, if you're going to play Edwards, as much as I love Edwards, you can only play him in the number 10 role. Mm. And I, found, I thought it was quite harsh for him on Saturday against Rotherham when he was pretty much playing in that defensive midfield role mm. on the right hand side. And he's never really played there. And he's quite proved over the last two seasons that his best position is by far the number 10 role. Yeah, the so corridor if, of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. if you're going to play Edwards, which I think some games you, you do quite need to play him, he's got to play in the number 10 role. Mm. But he's. The thing that he brings to the team as well with his running and everything, Tashira Tashira does that anyway. Well, you started it. Yeah, I'm just saying there was no reaction. It's catching. It's he, catching. Um, he actually he, he's got a bit about him, and because they're all youth, we've got a bit of youth in the team mm. now, rather than everything being stale and rubbish. We have got pace through the middle, mm. and that's what Edwards brings more than anything else. So, do we really need Edwards to do that now when we've got players of that ilk with Costa cutting in? Like when he, he beat a couple last night, and I don't know how we didn't have a penalty last night either for that for that one where he was just pushed down in the, on the um, near the touchline when he was towards the south bank. So mm. I mean, people in there could have a better view than me, but to me, it looked like a penalty all day long with the way they bullied him. But with that kind of pace, I don't think we need Edwards anyway. In, again, it's Reading anyway. Who they are Reading after mm. all. But I say it'll be a tougher test. It'll, the reality of where this side is at the moment, I think, will come against Reading. Yeah, Perhaps. I mean, we could end up with a complete egg on my face again. Yeah. If they'll all be found out, and I thought, oh, it, it just feels so. This team at the moment just feels so much like a transitional team. Whereas, like two seasons ago, where we had Dicoophobia and Saka up front, you felt that that was Jacket's team. That was perhaps where he wanted to get yeah. to. And now we're back to square one again. There's a very mixture of players, and you'll know perhaps maybe at the end of this season, next season, you'll get to a point and be like, right, if Zenga's still here, that is Zenga's team. That's where he wanted to I get think to. That's what teams like Leeds have been doing and QPR have been doing for the last few seasons they've been bringing in managers by the time he's they haven't given him enough time to find his right team and then he'll have like a bad run games of about two or three games and then they're sacking mm. and that's because they've got owners who don't really know what they're doing and that's what I'm quite worried about now with these owners yeah, well, we've got Jeff though Jeff knows what he's doing mm. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> Right, let's um, finish off, Freddie, before we go to the one bit that everyone likes to hear, uh, Twitter Corner, uh, with predictions for this weekend's game. So, uh, Stu, I'll come to you first. Gut feeling right now, middle of the week, for Wolves v Reading at Morning Stadium, 3pm kick-off. 4-0. Thrashing. From Reading? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I think we're absolutely going to batter them. So batter them into submission. Bold. Uh, bold statement. Within an hour. Bold statement. 4-0, Alex? I'm going to say 2-1 Reading. Two one ready. Uh, yeah, I think it's, 
I think he's going to tinker with the team again. I don't think it's going to work. It's going to be the championship version of the Tinker Man. Yeah. Um, well, if if we are going to be the championship Tinker Man, we're going to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my gut is telling me uh, two all. I'm going for a two all, a goal fest, equal goal fest. That's what we're going for. Uh, right, so we'll just finish off the podcast this week with Twitter Corner. Ooh. So this is your chance to send us your questions on Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them with our extensive football knowledge that we all have, of course. I have found the, uh, the record goal-scoring <gasps> goalkeeper. And it is? Ruggiero Senni, who scored 131 goals. But Schilever is the only goalkeeper ever to score a hat-trick with three penalties. Velez in field in a 6-1 victory in your face of the goalkeeper but has he ever run from one end of the pitch to the other and scored like everybody has when they've played FIFA (laughs) so none of the so we have but none of those have goalkeepers have do you reckon they do it themselves right I'm going to score <laughs> right, let's do Twitter corner. Let's run through these. I want these to be quick fire questions because we've got quite a few. Uh, Ashley Ramirez starts with: Do you think it's time for Bart's uh, captaincy to be stripped and a new leader selected? Stu, yeah, yeah, Jack Price, to Jack Price, Alex, yeah, Jack Price. <sighs> yeah, let's just say Jack Price, shall we? Let's make itself amicable on the podcast <laughs> so I don't get uh, trolled. Uh, so next question comes from um, Josh Lyons. He says, if you could go on a mandate with any of the new signings, who would you go with and where? Silvio. Silvio, good choice. Where would you take him? Ooh. <laughs> where, where would he take you? Yeah. Is he taking me or am I uh, taking him? It just says, who Depends would you go with and where? I'm going to say on the basis of this, you have to take them because they're new to the area. They don't know Wolverhampton. Yeah, it has to be Wolverhampton as well, part of the rule. So Weatherspoons. Yeah, moon. moon. Yeah. So nice meal. Could be Jaeger bombs. Yeah, because my wife works there. Yeah. Kitchen manager. Get a discount. Dis- well, you get my discount as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you wear there? No, but Weatherspoons. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, I have sometimes. I put the uh, the new screed up in the kitchen because oh, yeah. the, the tall people with it hitting the heads. So when you, when you, when you see that, think of Stu. <laughs> you can tell him that. As a, so you're going to take, so take Silvio to Weatherspoons. Yeah. And will it be a full course, like starter, main, dessert, or just like a, a main? Oh, I might give him three souls for a fiver. Treat him. Yeah. <laughs> Stu? Bud Varson to the Lichgate. Just because. Not, not and, and what's the plan? What's the, what's the plan for the evening? What, what, just meal? Just drink. Just, just drink. pure drink. Just a drink. Look at the Viking warrior there he is. That he looks like a, a proper nice bloke. And you think, well. It's generalising, but Icelandics do seem to like a bit of a beer. So, What's well, that Icelandic yoghurt advert? Is it ski? Ski, yes. Ski. Whoever can eat the most ski more than that. <laughs> oh. uh, I would take uh, Texera, of course. <laughs> Night up town, uh, end up at the Dog and Dublit, and then go to the hot pork back bap joint afterwards and culture them in the fine cuisine of Wolverhampton. <laughs> there we go. That's where we would take. Um, Michael, just Michael on Twitter... Uh, what do you think of the pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre? What? What do you think of the pedestrianisation of Norwich City Centre? Uh, who's anything going to... They haven't yeah. got a motorway. Right. Got a, there's no motorway to get to Norwich in the someone, first place. Someone doesn't, someone doesn't get Alan Potter's jokes. We'll move on. No, I don't get that. It's an Alan Potter joke. Someone will be laughing listening to this. I know, I, someone I, will be listening to this going... I've Alan Potter's Oh, What? Yeah, He's too on. young. Ain't I ain't. I ain't no one's Alan... too young to watch Alan. Well, yeah, probably, but it's not even on gold or anything. The gold doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it does. Netflix. It's on Netflix. 
Netflix. Uh, gold, gold, it's, it is, yeah, gold is there. Yeah, gold's It's just there. gold now. Oh, it's not UK gold. Like no, it used. it used to be UK gold, but it's gold. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if, well, yeah, where are you? 23? 24? 22. Oh, well, he's not going to know, is he? I mean, the um, the whole watch part. Anyway, someone's listening is going, ha I got that reference. The whole, anyway. the whole episode about Bond. Just watch that one. Yeah, it's a good episode. Okay. They're all good, to be honest. Okay. They're all good. Just watch it and go, David, Stu, I am now old Tan Partridge and I appreciate it more. Okay. Thank you for bringing that into my life. Um, so the next question comes from Magically, Magically. Um, he's off to Wagamama's tomorrow night. What should he get? Have you been to Wagamama's? No. <gasps> Come on, Alex. <laughs> Have you? No, but not yet. Have you? Yes, I have many times. You're cultured, aren't you? I am cultured. Not as cultured as you, though, Alex. With your, with your, with your little away trips. Oh, so and you go, go to Liechtenstein. Here we go. Stand in the away at home end, be all hardcore. Uh, chicken katsu rice thing, curry thing. It's good. Um, Jack Green says, Who will be remembered more, Stephen Moyokolo or Razat Bakari? Bakari. Yeah, Bakari, because of the, the shambles. Being Mr. Glass. Um, Nick Perkins says, "What Yankee candle do you think Wolf oh. Staff would prefer?" Do we get a, a multiple choice? In, what, in, what for players and people like that? You're going to you're going to match a candle to a member of Wolf Staff. What do you mean, like stewards? What do, what do stewards? <laughs> what do well, he says Wolf Staff. I think we've got to go for players here, haven't we? Players. He says staff. That might be club shop ticket office. <laughs> that woman, um, she retired from the club shop, did she? I don't know. Yeah, she's been there for years. Just an aside about club staff. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, for whatever let's, name let's, let's what, do it. What, what Yankee Candle? Yankee Candle to player. <laughs> what, 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 what smell of Yankee Candle to player? I can't have Yankee Candles in the house. My, wife, my, um, my wife's mate bought us some for Christmas, and she put them on, and I nearly died. I couldn't breathe. So congratulations, <laughs> Stu. You've just ruined Nick's question. So, on that point, I'd have Danny Bath, because I don't want him anywhere near me anymore. <laughs> But what candle? That was, any the, of that was the question. Any of that was the question. Um, Alex, do you I'm know... I'm vetoing the question. Do you, do you know the range of Yankee candles? I'd say a lemon-scented one. I don't Ooh, know the range. Yep, yep. To Dave. Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there is a lemon-scented one. I don't know no. my Yankee candles. I just right. get one. I just get one at Christmas. It's the nice. You just get one of them, the pack of five, the little ones. No, the, you know the big ones. The the big problems last for for years. <laughs> so um, I don't know what the. There's a nice Christmas one. I'll just give it to Tick Shara. Just you know. Yeah, but I can have the to share it to Shara. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I can have them one. The the um the ones that smell like like winter apples and yeah. stuff like that. I don't mind them because you can put them in the garden and it just kind of. So there's so there's specific ones you can't have for Yankee candles. The rest. So you can have the Christmas one. I, mean, I can have the Christmas one if I put it outside, and it's like when <laughs> if you go outside and you want to feel it all, needs all, fresh air. Oh yeah, it, exactly. When you want to feel all Christmassy because yeah. it's, we've got global warming, and it ruins our Christmas every year. So if you go on the table with a, a little point and stuff, yeah. and I would it, give Dave Edwards a Sicilian oh. lemon. Oh, there is a lemon. Yeah, there is one. A Sicilian. Someone's lemon. done their research. Wouldn't you give that to Walter? Yes, making him feel at home. No, because he's from Milan and Milan smells. No, I'd, for, to help Walter be at home, I'd get a Yankee candle in the smell of the Bankley's Brewery. <laughs> Milan smells, so... You what? Milan, it stinks. I, and that's where he's I literally from. thought you said Manan smells. <laughs> <laughs> the what does that mean? What? what? <laughs> that's like a right, nineties of years and your nan. <laughs> final Twitter question, which came in very late when we did it last week, and I've told this guy you need to make sure you remind me for next week, and he has just on time. Lee Hasdill has said, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" 
great question. Um, well, it think... depends. Depends on what hot dog you put in it. Because if it's one of the little ones, one of yeah. the little ones, and it's fully enclosed, yeah. then yes, it is a sandwich. I okay. think a sandwich you can only get whatever's out of the fridge. Like if you if you're hungry Ooh. and you get you get you no, go no, down no, into no. Your, that, that's a good one. If you go down into your kitchen, you think, "Oh, I'm hungry. I'll have a sandwich." You get the bread, and then you look in. The, you always look in the fridge. You never go. Oh, I'll cook a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, but what if it, what if you're out and you want a sandwich and it, they've got it in their fridge? They might have a hot dog. They might have a hot dog in an oven, but then they might have pork in an oven as well. So you I think can't... I think a sandwich traditionally needs to be cold. Yeah. Traditionally, I don't like soggy bread. So I'm not with these hipsters who have warm sandwiches. Yeah, but it's so. not. If you don't like soggy bread, we have a vote. We'll, we'll let the listeners decide. Tweet us: Is a hot dog <laughs> a sandwich? Yay or nay? On the whole, whole bun. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the whole, no, it's not a sandwich. No, no but, I think it's a hot snack. Yeah. yeah, but it but it can be in certain circumstances. Oh, there have we you, go. Have you seen the new group on Facebook? Come write my meal deal. Meal deal talk. Have you not seen it? Is it run by Wolf's Food by any chance? <laughs> no, but pretty much it's people putting pictures of the meal deals. Right. And they get people write them. But they don't write them, they just abuse them. <laughs> like, go on Facebook, you have to join the group, and your Facebook feed will be full. Of Boots meal deals. Yeah, and Tesco meal deals. I wouldn't have had that chicken sandwich. I would have gone for the chicken teriyaki. Was, which one was it? Somebody had a plain ham with no mayo, a bottle of water, and what was it he had? Oh, Playing crisps. <laughs> and somebody said, Were you. Was that John you, Major? Somebody said, Were you abandoned as a child? <laughs> I thought. Well, Not great. adventurous. Okay, yeah. and that, uh, that is where we'll leave this week's uh, Wolves Fancast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. Uh, if you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on social media. Basically, if you find a channel, type in Wolves Fancast, you'll probably find us there. And we'll be back next week to talk about the games against Reddick and Ipswich. Mix back. Can those people who really don't like Mick McCarthy finally get over it by Wolves beating him? We'll find out next week, everybody. <laughs> uh, so for this week, it's bye from Alex. Oh, hang on, oh, hang, on hang on, hang on. We're not going to do a prediction for that then? Because it'll be, it'll be on the Wednesday, will we? <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, go on then. Why? But it all depends on... I think that prediction will be influenced by what happens on Saturday. We're going to just, just edit it in. Do a, a yeah. one reaction. I think this team will win. <laughs> so, okay, quickly, so, before finish, Alex, Wolves it switch next week. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I was going to say 1-1 one, one anyway. 1-1. One, one. Let's say, let, let, let's well, break the voodoo. 2-0 Wolves. Although they absolutely slated him from last night, didn't they? Mm. He, he, was, he, he called his players useless and all sorts. Of oh dear. Return a big nick. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.